Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Where's the guru? Vince Morata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Morata. Spectacular. Bickley and Morata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Morata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Tuesday to everybody. It is game night in the Valley. We've got a showdown at Footprint Center. But before we get started, we have to take our hats off to Matthew Eberflus and the Chicago Bears. Matthew Eberflus? (laughs) Yeah, him. And the Chicago Bears. 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 Yeah, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, I'm sure you would believe. Friends of mine back in Chicago overreacting to that game last night. Oh, they're ready to have a quarterback. (laughs) Can you believe it? It's like 85 all over again. Yeah. Bears beating up on the Patriots. Where's Tony Eason? I'm going to tell you. How come Fridge didn't get the ball at the end of the game? I'm going to tell you something because this is, this is, this is true for me. This is true for like my friends in Philly. When when you've got a favorite sports team growing up and you get one of those momentous championships, one of the like earth shattering champ, like the 85 Bears, Mm -hmm. like the Philly, the Nick Foles, Philly, the Eagles thing, that thing. Those are transcendent championships. They're different than just championships. Mm-hmm. They're championships that will nourish you for decades and decades, decades and decades. So here's the question. Have we had that one in Arizona? No. Was that World Series title that I, I agree with you? I don't think we've had it. How, I mean, how starved are we for a championship right now? That answers yeah, your question. I guess it is. Yeah. It, it's going to have to be either the Suns or the Cardinals, in my opinion, right? To, to kind of reach that, because yeah. those are the two long-suffering yes. franchises we've had. Not diminishing what the Diamondbacks did in 2001. It was awesome. It remains awesome. It will always be awesome when you consider all the factors. That was a four-year-old franchise. Exactly. There wasn't a long-suffering Diamondbacks right. fan in existence That's at that time. Right. That's right. So everything about my mindset and perspective as a sports fan was shaped by the fact as at a very young age, I had that transcendent championship that ended a long-suffering drought. We haven't had that yet here. If 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 you could rewire the Diamondbacks' history and factor in about 30, 40 years of suffering and then put a Game 7 comeback against Mariano Rivera yeah. after a, uh, a, a crisis event in this country, that would be it. It just didn't happen at the right time for us. Yes. I hate to remind Bears fans, though, that yeah. you're going on about 40 years no, since, since so that last stupid. transcendent oh, yeah. championship. It's, I know. It's so I, stupid. I do. I feel Bears. like... This fan base is so suffering that just making the finals was worked as that. Like the Barkley finals team sort of satiated the masses. I don't know if I used that term correctly uh, for years. Like like that was almost as good as a championship. The Cardinals making the Super Bowl completely unexpectedly almost like fed the fan base enough for a, a while. 
Yeah, it, it, no, you're right. It, it, experiencing that Super Bowl, I didn't feel like I did. I didn't feel crushed by the outcome of the Super Bowl. The route to get there was so improbable. Even though the game in and of itself was crushing, yes. I didn't feel crushed by it. And so you're right. It was a house money Super Bowl. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So we're still waiting on that. All right. Just thought I'd drop that. Jared, start the show. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yeah, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury spoke to the media after the long off weekend, said he got some sleep. That's always a good thing. Said he used some of the time to determine where the team is personnel and scheme-wise through seven weeks and confirmed to Wolf and Luke that he will remain the play caller moving forward after the idea of him, him seating those responsibilities was broached last week. Kingsbury also said the returns of running back James Connor, center Rodney Hudson, and linebacker Dennis Gardeck still up in the air for Sunday. Connor has missed the last two games, Hudson the last three. Gardeck was out last Thursday in the win over New Orleans. Cardinals play the surprising one-loss Vikings, who are coming off a bye Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings early three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting deal. You've got a Cardinal team that's sort of filled with with a renewed confidence via DeAndre Hopkins. The offensive line has been kind of reconfigured. And we'll see how it plays on the road against a good team in a tough environment. Chicago Bears. 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 They ran wild on Monday night, rocking up 243 yards on the ground. They cruised past the New England Patriots 33-14. The Pats took a 14-10 lead in the second quarter after Bill Belichick inserted Bailey Zappi in the game to replace starter Mac Jones. But once that wore off, the Bears reeled off the final 23 points of the game for the win. And all kinds of quarterback controversy going on because the Indianapolis Colts reportedly plan to start Sam Ellinger oh at quarterback for oh the rest boy. of the season, according to head coach Frank Reich. Starter Matt Ryan, a grade two shoulder separation, but Reich made it clear that that's not the reason behind the change. In fact, Ryan, the veteran, demoted to third string behind Nick Foles. Wow. He completed 33 of 44 passes for only 243 yards, two picks, and a loss to the Tennessee on Sunday. And by the way, all the reports coming out of Indianapolis are the belief is Matt Ryan's arm is shot. Then why is he leading the NFL in attempts through seven weeks? Well, because the Colts did, the Colts thought they were getting much more quarterback the way the Broncos thought they were getting much. Stop rubbing your eyes, Jared! Oh my God, you won't even stop! It's itchy. To, it's just my left one. I had to get it in there. You can't stop mid. He was mid. me off. Yeah. He was like, no, Leave me alone. Happened. Not today. Not this time. This has not been a good, a good year for aging quarterbacks, right? No. Matt Ryan can't play. Russell Wilson can't play. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. It's unbelievable. Carson Wentz. By the way, Wentz. Ryan's actually second in attempts. Justin Herbert's number one. I, I misspoke there. His first great in interceptions. Justin Herbert, right? Yeah. Great Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina mm-hmm. Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes says he sees no reason not to start P.J. Walker at quarterback for a second straight week. Walker helped the Panthers to a 21-3 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Carolina's got Atlanta. In week eight on the road, the New York Jets got tough injury news as well. Tackle Elijah Vera Tucker, running back Brees Hall out for the season. Vera Tucker suffered a 
triceps injury in the uh, win over Denver, while Hall, who is second among rookie rushing leaders with 463 yards, torn ACL and a meniscus injury. But the Jets did not wait long to swing a deal. They've traded for running back James Robinson from Jacksonville in exchange for a conditional sixth-round pick. Could become a fifth-rounder if Robinson meets some statistical benchmarks. Mm, okay. Uh, Suns in action tonight. They start a six-game homestand with a visit from the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Suns relatively healthy going in. Only Ish Wainwright out with a back injury. Golden State will not have Dante DiVincenzo or Andre Iguodala this evening. The game gets underway at 7. You can hear it beginning with pregame coverage at 6.30 on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Big game. Yes. Big, big game. The matchup we all wanted here in Phoenix. I think the matchup in the Bay Area that mm, some people might have been fearing in the Western Conference Finals last year. We never got it because the Suns could not uphold their end of the bargain. So we get it in October as opposed to May. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to mean really anything to Golden State, but I do think to, to locally it means something here. Yep. Because if you beat the Warriors, I really think it's it's it, it, it sort of casts this basketball team in a in a better light in a in a better place, if you will. We'll, well see. It's it's really early, and yet at the same time, people are trying to kind of figure out and and understand what we've seen in the first three games. Mm -hmm. Tonight's going to bring some clarity. Suns uh, starting a six-game homestand. The Coyotes wrapping up a six-game road trip in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. Yotes after a one-and-four start. And they've allowed exactly six goals in each of the four losses. Uh, Columbus comes in at three-and-four. Face-off, four o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 3.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Brittany uh, Griner's appeal day in a Russian court was today. That court rejected Griner's le uh, legal team's appeal instead of holding her nine-year prison sentence on drug charges after she was found guilty in August. Uh, Arizona State head coach Sean Aguano says the quarterback position is open for competition heading into Saturday's game at Colorado. Emory Jones returned from injury, started against Stanford, played uh, the whole game in that 15-14 loss. Jones was injured in ASU's previous game, which was a win over Washington, during which Trenton Borgay came in and threw three touchdown passes. So that'll be something to monitor. Says he might not have a decision until Friday at the earliest. And the Pac-12 preseason all-conference men's basketball team was unveiled on Monday. Two Sun Devils, Marcus Bagley, DJ Horn, landed on the second team. Arizona's Azulis Tobelis landed on the first team. Kerr Creesa, Pella Larson got second team honors. And U of A big man uh, Umar Balo received honorable mention. And one final note, if you were planning on attending a fall league baseball game to watch D-backs prospect Jordan Lawler, yeah, he's not going to play for the rest of the uh, time because he's out after suffering a fractured left scapula when what he was hit by a pitch on, on Friday. This is like uh, Drew Jones. And Corbin Carroll. This is not, <laughs> and every other this is Diamondbacks not, prospect. This is not considered serious, though, is it? Six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Which, it's, it's a bummer for the fall league because he was he had gotten off to a, just a rip-roaring start. Yeah, he was playing well. Yeah. He was in the, the like top 12 in, in OPS, had a couple of home runs, but yeah, it's a bummer. There you go. There's your splash for Tuesday, October 25th. Coming up next, Cardinals with a little wind in their sails after a Thursday night win, and they are in the thick of things in a very crowded NFC. We'll get into it next as we continue the Tuesday show here. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Yeah, I think across the entire NFC, really. You know, you look at some really good teams, really good quarterbacks, um, are all just kind of hanging around the same record and battling it out. And 
you know, but last year this time we were 7-0 and and didn't play very well down the stretch, so hopefully we can flip that and be better later on. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals, yesterday talking about uh, the landscape in the NFC, and that landscape is a crowded one. The Arizona Cardinals are one of eight teams in the NFC alone with three wins. Mm-hmm. There are 16 teams in the NFC. 50% of the conference yeah. has three wins right now. There's yeah, only five teams kind of with more wins than the Cardinals in the conference. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, kind of the weirdness so far of not just Arizona Cardinals football, but football in the NFL in 2022 has been a strange go. Oh, it really has been. It's it's one of those years that really kind of reminds you just how wacky this league can be, and it's and and how close they are to parity um, in certain seasons. There's been a lot of stuff that's gone on that has just defied conventional wisdom this year. We mentioned in the splash just about all the failed quarterbacks. You take a look, for instance, the quarterbacks that have moved t- from team to team. There's a long list of them, and they're all. Fl- Flaming. It's it's unbelievable to me. I thought Russell Wilson in Denver was going to be a great marriage. I thought Matt Ryan with the Colts was going to work out fabulously for the Colts. Both have been train wrecks. And and on and on it goes, and it's it's crazy to me. Then you get that the the quarterback draft class of twenty twenty one when you had all those quarterbacks going in the first eleven picks from Mac Davis to Trevor Lawrence <laughs> to Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. It's like who's going to work out of that group? Probably Justin Fields, you think after mm-hmm. last night, but I don't know. And just the Cardinals' luck, the one quarterback in the entire NFL that's having a surprisingly great year is in their division, Geno Smith. Yeah, you've got the reclamation of Geno Smith. You've got the Seahawks at four and three. You've got the Rams that look incredibly average. The Packers that look incredibly average. The Buccaneers that look incredibly average. You know, Forty Niners, crazy man. So what a what a year to. So so you think that there's been weirdness around the Cardinals? It's it's everywhere. It's just it's everywhere. Yeah, that's in the conference. Cliff Kingsbury sat down with Wolf and Luke yesterday for his weekly visit too, and took a closer look at just the other three teams in the division that they share. Yeah, I think everybody is. I mean, you look at some of the favorites going into the uh, season. You know, it's three and four. Four and two. I mean, everybody's right there, and uh, so it, it'll be fun. A lot of parity. Um, just got to keep fighting, keep plugging away, and, and hopefully this year, you know, our trend is, is to get better as we go. Yeah, all four teams in the NFC West back in action after the Rams had a bye week. The Rams come out of their bye by hosting San Francisco, so we'll get to see Chapter Two of Christian McCaffrey as a Forty Nine er in a very big division game against two teams that you know for for different reasons, and I think mm-hmm. optically. Uh, different reasons have, have underachieved this year in the 49ers and Rams. Of course, the Cardinals go on the road to take on the 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. And I don't want to anger Vikings fans when I say this because they've risen above the dreck that is the NFC mm-hmm. and they have a nice 5-1 and one record. Honestly, though, their best win of the season, Bick, is against the Miami Dolphins in a game that uh, you know, the Dolphins were quarterbacked by Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. Yeah, go back to Week One against Green Bay. Okay. That was just a, a, a you know a, a foreshadowing of what was to come for the Packers. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think you could definitely put the Vikings in the same category as the New York Giants, a team that might not be as good as its record. Um, but again, in a larger point, it, it, you could have in the NFC alone, you could have four division winners that 
blows your mind, that would have blown your mind going mm-hmm. into the year. The Giants, people knew the Eagles might be good. People had a feeling this mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts thing, you know, the pieces they've added, uh, the, the Hassan Reddick acquisition, people knew they might be good. The New York Giants are blowing people's minds. They're 6-1. and one. The Seahawks, blowing people's minds. They're leading the NFC West. Vikings, no one thought they'd be atop that division. And the Falcons might be the best team in the NFC South. They might. The NFC, you know, Roger Goodell might just say, we're not having a champion from the NFC South this yeah. year. And as bad as Tampa Bay has been, I still uh-huh. think that they're the team to beat. Yeah. Because they have the team, at least with the veteran star power, to finally click it into gear. Now, they're not the Buccaneers of last year. They're certainly not the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers from two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But I still favor them big time over the Falcons and the rest of the and teams look at in that the division. quarterbacks in the, the rest of the division. Yeah. Uh, who are you guys rooting for, you know, quote unquote, rooting for in 49ers versus Rams this weekend? I'll root like, for who, a tie. Who would be be- <laughs> well, who would be better if Pestilence, they lost? Plagues. <laughs> Locusts. Locus. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. Turns into fire when it lands. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Who am I cheering for in the 49ers? Like, who Rams? would it be better if they lost, in, in, if, you're, if you're the Cardinals? Yeah. Right. I, I mean. I hate to sound cliche, but the Cardinals have their own stuff to worry I about. I know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so logjam, I don't think there's... Uh, it comes down to personal preference. Which team do you hate? 49ers would fall, fall to five losses if they lost. Yeah, they'd be three and five. Yeah. And, the Rams would be three and four. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is that. I don't know. I don't know who I'd fear more later. I, I really don't. So, um, it it's just... it's It's madness is what it is. How about uh, the other game we didn't mention? Seattle, the surprising team in the division, the surprising first place Seattle Seahawks hosting the surprising New York Giants. Yeah, that's one of the more intriguing games of this weekend. Yeah. Going, in, going into Week Eight, so I, for Danny his, Dimes and Geno Smith. <laughs> who would have thought that premier would, quarterback thought matchup? Be, yeah, who would have thought that was going to end up on the marquee? Right? <laughs> what a football is so weird. <laughs> Seriously. And it's, you know, but you, you can always depend on the Lions to end up, you know, one in five in last place. Yeah, I mean, some for, things for you can the, count on every single year. For all the hard knocks love, yeah. for all the Dan Campbell magic. Yeah. All the consumed kneecaps. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> for all one in five. Yeah. All three ass cheeks and uh-huh. whatever that saying was. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury yesterday also uh, kind of touched on the subject of the underwhelming records across the league. You never know in the NFL how, how it's going to go. Um, a lot of football left to play, and it's really who stays healthy and who gets hot late that usually ends up in the, the big game. Here's uh, an interesting fact focusing on, on the opponent, the Vikings, and the Giants. So they've combined to go 11-2 and two this year. So that's plus 9 in the win column mm-hmm. with only a combined point differential of plus 41. <laughs> the NFL sucks. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about winning close games? Those two teams have won close games. Again, credit to them because not everybody can make those claims. No, but, I know. Yeah. yeah, listen, it, it's I, I, so I think there's going to be some definition at some point. Keep in mind, it's a long season. We still have 10 weeks left. So, I mean, there's this is we're just th- this log is just getting started. It's, I mean, when you look at it that way, that is true. Mm-hmm. I always marvel like how long it feels until the NFL season starts, when you go through the mini camps and the OTAs and training camp and preseason, it just takes forever for Week One to arrive. Yeah, and once it arrives, 
It's this like out of control boulder rolling downhill. We're going into week eight, even though they only play once a week too. Yes, and so coming out of last week, so not only is and I did not get to see any of the Tampa Carolina game, um, but you didn't have to watch it. Well, I I talked to somebody who did, and they they basically said Tom Brady. That was a game when he started to look his age in terms of just lack of fluidity. A body movement, that kind of thing. So I don't know what that means, but I, but I, I, I'm here to say that you look in the AFC. Clearly, the Bills and the Chiefs are the best teams yes. in football, right? Mm-hmm. Watching what Joe Burrow has done the last couple of weeks, it feels like he's kind of lifting that team back up mm-hmm. higher. Joe Burrow looks like he's coming into that class with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. After that, it's all it's up for grabs, in my opinion. I totally agree with you. It, it, it's kind of fun, but it also goes back to my thesis statement that the NFL sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Got a chance it's to bounce back, take. NFL. It's quite a take. Week 8 of uh, Bix Picks is underway. Text PICK to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, which is a 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly re- winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers. Just text the word PICK to 620-620 to enter. Coming up next, we got our first dose of Suns Warriors tonight in downtown Phoenix. We'll dive into it next. It's Bickley and Murata. Mornings on this Tuesday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cool sports leader. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, showdown in downtown Phoenix this evening. The Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. Um, It is a showdown for a lot of reasons. But really, to a point, the, the Suns have offered a lot of questions and similarly a lot of answers in their first three games. Tonight brings clarity. Tonight would bring validation that this team is indeed still a championship contender. Yeah, I mean... The one blip on, on the win-loss record so far came Friday night in Portland. The Trailblazers are off to a 4-0 and start. I saw that. They got something cooking there. Um, so I guess that loss is a little bit more palatable, even though it was a game the Suns should have won. Mm-hmm. I still think this is a different level. The Golden yeah. State Warriors, I think, are going to ease into this season. I think they handled it. Uh, you know, the, the second half of the season, they had some injuries. Once the playoffs started and they got right, they mm-hmm. proved that they are still the team to beat. That is the case tonight. I think that they are still the team to beat in the Western Conference. And it's early for statements, but if the Suns can get a win over the Warriors, we, we had one of those earlier season statement kind of games last year, Christmas Day, remember? Mm-hmm. The Warriors came to town, the Suns and the Warriors were the top two teams in the league at that point, and the Suns failed to make that statement. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were not fully healthy. This is, you know, a, close to a fully healthy Suns team right now, mm-hmm. and close to a fully healthy Golden State team in terms of contributors. So, yeah, showdown—the word yeah. you use—that's well, a good word. Babe. Again, it, it's it's a, it's a different Suns team. It, it looks a lot different than the last two. Jay Crowder's not part of the mix. Chris Paul um, is t- playing a real uh, secondary role, if you will. Devin Booker's off to a great start. And a lot of people are wondering what exactly that portends. And then, you know, you've got the the ever-evolving story of D.A. I think it's uh, this is going to be interesting because I do agree with you. I think Golden State is look it will not look at this as any sort of prove-it game for them. But I do think the idea of playing the Suns kind of speaks to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, it's going to be, uh, this will be good. I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah, here's Devin Booker talking yesterday about uh, what he calls the dynasty of Golden State. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what dynasties are about. Um, they stay true to that. You know, they built it through the draft. They built it through the trades. And you know, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a pleasure to watch my time in the league. And just to see, like you said, you know, them sustain it, you know, through different teams. There's Monty Williams, the head coach, offering uh, his early season scouting report of tonight's opponent. Unreal shot making, playing with pace. Um, they're a confident group. They throw a number of defenses at you. They still do it. They've always done that with us. Um, I mean, what don't you see is probably a question. I mean, they, they have like every... They throw everything in the book at you. You know what I mean? They do it well. I mean, you can't win four championships in eight years if you don't know what you're doing. Just a really, really tough team. It's always a challenge for us when we play against them. They have so many guys that can make shots. The guys who don't make shots know their roles. They've added some young guys to their rotation. It has given them a different look, but for the most part... They're the same well-oiled, efficient team that everybody's used to seeing. Yeah, Monty's point about guys that, that make shots, we, we know about those guys. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole's developed into one of those guys, too, that I call those just devastating, streaky-type shooters that can get so hot they can turn around a game at the drop of a hat. Makes shots and takes shots, that guy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, say that about him. He's got a sturdy jaw, right? Yes, uh, he, he does have a sturdy jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, he also brings up a great point. Guys that don't make shots, Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, they play their roles to perfection. Mm-hmm. The Warriors scored 89 points in the first half of a game on Sunday. It's unbelievable. Yeah, listen, they've got that kind of firepower. Yes. They've got a great culture. They've got a... Uh, a budding star in Jordan Poole. They've got at what what a lot of people believe to be inco- incoming drama. There's a lot of people who believe Draymond Green will not be part of the Warriors by the end of the season. That he will be moved at some point in time. Well, we know the contract. Got, yeah, the contract got, extension's not coming. And he has got an opt. It's it's his. If I've got this right, he has got an opt in for next year. That would I I think, unless I'm wrong about this. Uh, but the point is, a lot of people, even people who cover the Warriors, say they knew this day was coming. It was going to get to the point where the team was either going to side with Jordan Poole or Draymond Green, and it's happening. And I think everybody there knows it. So it's going to be a test, I believe, of their maturity and this great culture they have. Because I think what we've seen also is that uh, unlike Steve Ballmer, the Warriors are—they're getting a little bit skittish at some of these tax bills. They—they're being—they're going to be swallowing four hundred eighty-three yeah, million dollars. I mean, you are correct, by the way. Green has a player option at right. about twenty-seven and a half million okay. dollars. And for so next they don't—they do not want that on the books, uh, from what I've been able to gather. And so I think a lot of people think at some point during the trade deadline, trade during the trading period in the NBA, Draymond Green is going to be on the move. Now I'd have to see it to believe it uh, because he is such a part of what they do and. It's hard to to picture this, but what does Draymond Green look like on another team? It's a great, great question. Because great, it, great question. It, 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 back to Monty Williams' point, the guys who don't make shots, Draymond Green is not a scorer. He's one of the best defenders in the game. He does dirty work. He's a tremendous passer. 
and he's the emotional leader yeah. of that team. But yeah. what does that look like on on another team? It's so hard to to conceptualize yeah. that. That well, he might just say, "All right, one more year, twenty-seven and a half million. Let's do this again." It's very much for for people who go back a ways. It's very much like when Ben Wallace left the Pistons, and you wondered how good is this great culture guy who fits a team in a city? How's he going to fare somewhere else? And mm-hmm. he was okay. He was never he was never the impact player he was in Detroit. So, but Draymond Green is a better player than Ben Wallace. But at one point in time, Ben Wallace was a very impactful player. I, I, I think that. Um, yeah, it, this is it's just something that bears monitoring. It's gonna it's gonna test this Golden State team because there is a limit to how much Joe Lacob Lacob is willing to sp- spend in luxury tax, which is already it, insane. Yeah, but he doesn't have Steve Ballmer kind of money. Nobody does in the NBA. Well, they don't have Steve Ballmer kind of money, but he's got a lot. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're talking about half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I want to go back to something, and I, I don't know if you wanted this to turn into a, a question or a, a, a talking point. You think Draymond Green's a better player than Ben Wallace was? Yes. Really? I do. I do. I think they're similar, but I do, yeah, I do think so. Yeah, I mean, Wallace was just such a good rebounder. No, he was such an imposing force defensively. Was. Yeah, yeah. Zero offensive game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd say that so Draymond's got the advantage there, even though he still shoots like he's got I a backpack Draymond's, full of rocks on yeah, his back. Yeah, I think Draymond's a better leader. I think that uh better passer. I think yes. yeah. I he's think, a better offensive player even though he's not a good offensive player. Yeah. I I do wonder though like won four lo- defensive listen, player of the year awards. You you made my brain explode when you just jokingly mentioned the Suns should trade Jay Crowder in a package for him and I'm like, "Oh my, t- sign me up for that." <laughs> he would fit perfectly in Phoenix. I wonder him getting on DA. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> but if you're the if you're the Warriors, don't hit me, man. Why did you sort of like downplay everything with the fight and like, you know, moving on if the end goal wasn't to have Draymond in the playoffs? Like, like that's when he, in, in your mind, if you're the Warriors, that's when his real value comes in. Well, you yeah. Think. Yeah. So, um, so to trade him before that, I, see, at this I, point, I know what Bick brought up and, and I've read some of those things too mm-hmm. about the speculation. I would be absolutely shocked. If Draymond Green's not there around the postseason. The only way I see that happening is if there was another team chemistry affecting blow up that Green was at the center of. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I, he's just if too he, instrumental to what they do. If you have a, but the thing is, if, if you have a luxury tax of a half billion dollars, you're getting in to his net worth. And that's that was the gist of the story that I read about this, about why this that behind the scenes, a lot of people think that not that they want to do it. It's it really is going to be at some point in time. They've got a cost control. They gave Andrew Wiggins money. They they gave Jordan Poole money. They gave two hundred and forty five million dollars to those two guys in one weekend. Yeah, in one weekend. So as so that's I, I'm with Vinny. I'm, I'm going to have to see this to believe it. But that's. But you also wonder how much money are they yeah. printing with. You know the arena and the yeah, playoffs twenty four dollars at the Chase Center, <laughs> hundred dollars for parking. Yeah, I'm sh- I, at least oh. downtown San Francisco. You may. <laughs> oh, yeah. My said, sister went to a game last week and was complaining about forty dollars, which is a lot of money to park. Don't get me wrong, but I heard, that's, a, that's a bargain compared to other. I've NBA literally cities. seen triple digit digits for parking in San Francisco. I, I for heard. Sporting events. I heard that for the uh, Pac twelve. Uh, is offering their home offices parking lot 
They Forty bucks. Money. Forty bucks. You could park there, walk to the arena, downtown up, San Francisco. Trying to make up some deficits there. Not only What's did even in the funny, they don't even know if you're joking, Jared. <laughs> no, I know. They don't have a parking lot. In the Bay Area, to Sarah's point. You get charged a hundred dollars or more for parking, and there's a guarantee your car is going to get broken into. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> how about that? I've lived that. You can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Coming up next, pretty interesting Monday night football affair last night between the Patriots and the Bears. We'll get into that more NFL talk. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Tuesday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Morata. Hash marks. He spread this time. They spanked a pair of receivers left, spread out three to the right. Patriots show blitz. They got a picket fence behind him. Quick throw, screen. Perfect to catch 20. There he goes, 10. Nobody's going to touch him. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. That was uh, Justin Herbert, or excuse me, uh, Justin Fields to Khalil Herbert. On a 25-yard touchdown. It was touchdown. Justin to Herbert. It was Justin to Herbert. Uh, we can't get away from him, Jarrett. 33-14, Bears win a Monday Night Football, WBBM Radio. Uh, on the uh, highlight there, um, it was another interesting Monday Night game, and most of the interest happened in the first half. Mac Jones, back at quarterback for the Patriots mm. to start. He threw a pick. Uh, the guy that uh, got the pick earlier had been kicked in the groin, in my opinion, purposefully, by Mac Jones. Bill Belichick makes the change. He goes to Bailey Zappi, who immediately infuses energy into the Patriots. They score on back-to-back drives. They take a 14-10 to lead, and that was it. Uh, once that well was dry, it was dry. Bill Belichick, after the game, why did you bench Mac Jones? So when Mac came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision, the timing of the no. pulling him? So was that related to the the interception that was his last play tonight? No, we we had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were gonna we were gonna play both of them. So we did. Yeah, and then uh, Belichick asked, "Who's the starting quarterback? Who is the starting quarterback?" And yeah, we just finished the game. <laughs> Not great. Don't you love that? Oh, we just finished the game. Don't you love that? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, Bill Belichick once upon a time, Big had to make a very difficult decision when it came to. An established starter and an upstart backup, and he made that right choice and wrote it for 20 years. So everybody says that just qualifies him to do it again. You know, all these things are different. How do you how do you gauge that the handling of that situation by Bill Belichick last night? Listen, I, I think it's just a realization that that Mac Davis has got a ceiling, <laughs> right? I I think that's what this is, and it's. And again, it gets back to that draft class. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Davis. Those were the top five taken in, what, 11 picks, 12 picks? A ridiculous amount of quarterbacks going at the top of that draft. Nobody knows if any of them are worth a darn. I love the fact that you never slip on Mac Davis. (laughs) It's just like got a programmed in you. It's very impressive. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, I I do think that, yeah, it's that's, to me, I think he's done now. I don't know. I don't know how they go back to him. But it's not like Zappi was great after no. those first two drives either. No, no. I, uh, but this is not who, like Cooper Russian. him to be? This is not like Cooper Russian Dak Prescott. No. Because it's not. Uh, Mac. What's his real name? Jones. Mac Jones, Jared. <laughs> Come on. Cam you, Johnson. Cam Davis. Mac Jones. Right. Who? Mac Jones. Jones. Big Mac, I'll call him. 
It's not like he, you know, his ceiling ever appeared that high anyway. It's not like he did it that much anyway. He to got not into the playoffs his... as a rookie last year. Yeah, but but even then. They got to the playoffs yeah. with him, yes. Right. I don't know if he got them to the playoffs. It was, uh, there was, He's not unbenchable is what I mean. It was so low risk, low reward, everything they did offensively with him, with Mac Jones. So I, I don't know. I, I just think this is uh, this is sort of the beginning of the end of, of his time in New England. It might be, and this might be. Just hey, let's let's expedite this process Listen, and move on if we need to from both of them. I, and I did not expect the Bears to be to show this kind of um, sturdiness, if you will. They're only three and four. Uh, Matthew Eberflus, for as much as we make fun of him, Matthew Eberflus, exactly as much as we make fun of him, they've they've kind of broken that thing down and put it back together. And Justin Fields at time looked at times last night looked really good. And you know, I was almost going to te- text uh, Garrett last night from the uh, the Manning cast. Here's a guest list for you, Jarrett: Barack Obama, Bill Burr, and Vince. Vaughn. I know, I saw that. How about that? That's a party right there. Yeah. yeah. Why can't you get Vince Vaughn on the show? Why can't you get Bill Burr? Why can't you get anyone on the show? Thank you. I actually tuned in. I joke to the first half before they had any of the guests on. Yeah. And I haven't really, you know, I consume the Manning cast the day after with whatever goes viral. I'll, I'll, I'll take it in and watch it. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's just something weird to me about not watching a game with commentary. Uh huh. It's kind of cool. It's kind of awkward and, and, and you know, spotty at times too. I, I like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that guest list too, and I was like, I, I can't. I can't do that as primary consumption. I, I can't, can't either. No, I, I can't. I'll go back and like you. I'll do exactly what you described. I'll go back and watch the highlights. I can't have that as the statement. The great like, thing about the internet is they point out everything yeah, you should right. watch after that's the fact. Right, it's that's a cross right. between watching like director's commentary and like mystery science theater. Yes, and that like when you watch it, you're sort of just watching them. You're not yeah. consuming the game actually as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching a, a movie DVD or Blu-ray with director's commentary the, For first, the, first, the first time, time right? they watch exactly. that movie. I'm, call, I'm calling the shot right now. Tom Brady returns to New England next year. I'm calling the shot right now. What? what? Yeah. Tom Brady returns to end his career with the Patriots Why next wait? year. Why next year? <laughs> the trade, trade deadline is not is a week go. away. <laughs> uh, maybe he still has a condo in, in Boston. He could... So the fans of Foxborough, by the way, uh, chanting Bailey Zappi's name during the game to get him in. Uh, so Mac Jones was asked about that. How deflating was it uh, to hear the, the Zappi chants almost after every series or every time you touch the ball? Yeah, I think um, obviously, like I said earlier, I definitely wanted to play better. And, um, you know, I just got to do better at my job. And that's all it comes down to. And. Um, that's all I can control, and honestly, you know, we got a good chance here to go against the Jets, and that's kind of what I'm already focused on. So, like I said, I'm going to do my best to put my best foot forward, and I've been in this situation before, and I'm um, just going to try and help the team, and whatever my role is, I'll be ready, and I'll give it 100%. Who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game. How did anybody ask a question with the word deflating in it? I know! In Foxborough. Right about that, huh? Live really? Hell. Really? <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> think that was planned? If not, no. that was well done. Well, and the Patriots had a little bit of building momentum until last night. That was, you know, to, to, to stay on the theme, I think that's a deflating loss for the Patriots. 
Oh yeah, listen, it it is because that that game seemed very winnable, and you win that, you're at four and three. You're 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 angling for a playoff berth in a year when you know nobody expected that. Yeah, now instead it's, you're in last place. And that's one of the best divisions, amazingly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's been a weird season. Oh, can't get enough of it. Can Usually you? by like week four, you sort of know the lay of the land. We're almost we're in we're going into week. Eight, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Wow. And you still don't really know who are the great teams, who are the, well, the awful teams. You there might not be any. I think there's two, as Bick pointed out, I think there's two very good teams. Phillies bordering on very good. Yeah. And the rest, eh. Yeah. The rest of the league is eh. Well, and and coming out of last night, one of the thoughts I had, too, is, and we're going to we're gonna see Kyler continue with DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe our vantage point of Kyler hopefully changes for the better in the next 10 weeks. But you wonder exactly who has passed Kyler this year in terms of progression and regression. Jalen Hurts has clearly passed Kyler Murray, I in agree. my opinion. I agree. You, you, you might look at Justin Fields last night and suggest the same with him, although that's just a one-game sample. Yeah. But, but again, it's an evolving thing. It really is. And it's, it's, it's proof watching that Patriots game, and, and other people have noticed this, the Patriots and this whole Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi deal is just proof that you've always got to constantly be planning ahead with your quarterback, constantly finding the next guy. Or else you have a year of Cam Newton. Or, right. That, but, yeah. I, I think there's two very prominent teams in the AFC that are going through that process right now, and I said it earlier. Maybe the Patriots are just throwing them both into the fire and moving on from both of them next year. Mm-hmm. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting real close to that, too. Yeah. They expended the first-round pick in Kenny Pickett. He's uh-huh. not any good. That team's not any good. Yeah, but he's not the future. The one thing you don't want to be is the Colts. Where you do stopgap after stopgap after stopgap. No, and you... the Cardinals live that life, too. Yeah, listen, you don't want to be caught suddenly with no, nobody at the position, and now you're you're just scrambling. Well, that's, to be fair with the Cardinals. That's Cardinal, what ate up Matt Rule. The Cardinals had like a 40-year-old Kurt Warner suddenly retire. They should have seen that coming a little more than the Colts did with Andrew Luck all of a sudden. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody expected Andrew Luck to walk away. But the Colts are doing it wrong because they're getting stopgap guys that are costing a lot of money every year and moving on from mm. that. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, after all, there won't be a change in the play caller for the Arizona Cardinals going into what? Week 8. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Tuesday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.